AI machine learning is fundamentally changing collaboration, and we see it inside of teams. Teams are very liquid. We need to keep up with the way our people like to work. It has truly made us more efficient. This is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is how we think the world of tomorrow will work. Welcome to Teams On Air, where we bring you the latest on modern collaboration and intelligent communications in Office 365. All right, thank you guys for joining us today. Can you guys hear me okay? This is episode 52, Unified Communications and Skype for Business. We're here live at Ignite, and I'm joined by two great guests that I'll introduce in a minute. But if you are just joining us and you're a regular uh, guest, you'll notice that we've had a lot of changes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So originally, our show was called Skype for Business Broadcast. We're officially changing the show to Teams on Air uh, for obvious reasons, right? So you're going to see a new look and feel. You're going to see a new energy brought to you brought to you thanks to Teams now being the new vision of intelligent communications. And that's why I brought these two gentlemen here today to kind of talk about, to recap what we heard today. We, we, we released a blog uh, on Monday that's kind of unveiled our vision for intelligent communications, and uh, we made some big announcements. So I, uh, I want to make sure that these gentlemen uh, can share that with you. So today with me, uh, I'm Delonda Coleman. I'm on the market. There's just so much. There's just so much There's just so much flowing through our heads now. For those of you who are watching us uh, live on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We also have, for the first time, a live studio audience. This is unbelievable. Thank you, live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> Woo! It's shocking how many of you are here. I'll just be perfectly frank about that. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah. when we were here last year, we, we, our team pretty much <laughs> sat in the front. But now it's such amazing to see the power. So my day job at Microsoft is I do uh, product marketing for Skype for Business and Teams. And I focus on the meetings workload, uh, specifically Skype meeting broadcasts. And so we actually do this show two weeks, every two weeks, using Skype meeting broadcasts. So we encourage you, if you're in super interested, uh, to tune in every two weeks, uh, Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. To my left is Jamie Stark. He actually started the broadcast 51 episodes ago. That's shocking. I know. Yeah, well, when we started the broadcast, you know, we had we had the laptop, we had the internet connection, and we had a camera, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have we have clearly upgraded. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Um, I have the pleasure of looking after some of the uh, um, capabilities in manageability in Office 365 with respect to Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams. And that's what we're um, here talking about for my part of the world um, at Ignite. And uh, of course, there's lots of other stuff happening as well that we'll get to. Yes. And uh, to my right, we have Josh Balak. Yeah. Yep. yep. He is a consultant. So I'm a senior consultant integration partners. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. you having me on. We consider Josh sort of the cowboy of Skype for business. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why. I, what, what what is it? I don't know. I, I've I've joked often I should just put a beacon on top of my head that like spins around and blinks because it's <laughs> yeah. It, it is. But anyway, I've actually had people this week bring Twitter handle suggestions to me involving cowboys <laughs> and stuff like that. So nice. Yeah. 
So Josh actually has his own vlog. He actually does a Skype for Business recap. He's one of our MVPs, our most valued professionals for Skype. MVP! And so, you know, Josh, hopefully you can bring the perspective of his his organization is actually using Teams and right. Skype for Business. So bringing that perspective of having both of them together and just kind of give us from a consultant's perspective Absolutely. best practices. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot of yeah good thoughts along those lines, and it's been fun using Teams as it's come to the limelight. And so looking forward to digging into today's announcements and the announcements from earlier this week. Cool. I, I love too that last year at Ignite we we got to you know you kind of corner me and we got to we got to have a chat for your podcast and now you're a guest yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the a, other side of the flip. Yes. that's right <laughs> I like it that's perfect <laughs> yeah and you want to talk about amateur quality at that point I had a laptop sitting in front of me in the middle of the expo hall and yeah. That was, yeah so no, that was that was awesome that was good yeah. times. <laughs> All yeah. right, so in case you missed it, I want to recap what we talked about this week. I mean, there were two big announcements that we, we announced. The first is that Skype for Business has a new uh, back-end infrastructure and equality. And the second is, is that we're bringing that experience into Microsoft Teams and bringing the unified communications experience into Teams so that meeting and calling and collaboration is all in one place. How do you guys feel about that? You like yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty amazing, the response that we've uh, heard uh, so far to one that we've confirmed that it's actually happening. It's happening. <laughs> so co confirmation. Um, but it's it's going to be a journey. And so we're going to take customers down this journey and, uh, and, and whatever path that they deem appropriate for their organization is, um, is up to them. So does that mean that Skype for Business is going away to Wanda? <laughs> <laughs> no, Skype for Business is not going away. We'll continue to maintain uh, the Skype for Business client for, for some time. But in terms of where we are going to innovate and where we're going to bring uh, this new paradigm, this new modern workforce, it's going to be in Microsoft Teams. Yeah. yeah. So, so Teams today, you know, fantastic client, fantastic set of capabilities in the back end. For doing um, for doing chat and for doing you know persistent messaging, um, I personally love the async nature of Teams. Like yeah. it's it, it's it's really weird. Like it's a whole different mindset for me when I'm when I'm working with someone on Teams that if I if I get a message there, I know that message isn't ephemeral. Like it's gonna it's gonna be there. I don't yeah. have to reply to it you know instantly. That if I'm busy, I can you know step away and I can come back and I can have that reply. Um, that could be on mobile, that could be on, on the web, or that could be on my desktop. Um, and, and that whole async nature of the, of the communications, both one-to-one -one and within, within groups and, and, and the team structure and channels, um, is a really different, it's a really different thing. Now I'm old, right? <laughs> so like I, di I didn't grow up with, you know, with, with a lot of this, with a lot of this stuff like a lot of millennials have, but it, it's, it's really been a different, it's a whole different mindset of communication for me that I found. It is. It's a very different dynamic uh, with, you know, we, with persistent chat and Skype for Business being a, a different sense of persistence here within Teams, you have persistence all over the application. Yeah, I mean, right. Everything. And yeah. so that's a really, it's a new dynamic for a lot of organizations to navigate. And it's a, it's going to be actually, I think, a little bit of culture change as well within orgs because whereas it's cool and handy in some ways, I think people are also going to have to watch some of the things they say in meetings as well sometimes, right? You know, because, yeah. uh, but everything is you can go back and discover and, and follow back up later to see what was said earlier. Or you can flag a conversation to come back and revisit. 
it's yeah. a it's and a total so. interesting flip too of the concept of retention policy, right? Yes. Like 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 in Skype for Business, where you know we had this concept of oh, I want to make sure that I can retain this information for a certain amount of time. Teams retain stuff forever, yeah. right? Like it'll right. it'll just it'll just be there for for as long as you want. And so then now the the mindset is to flip. It's like, well, how long do I want to have that <laughs> yeah. stuff retained? You know, and yeah. how and what's the right way to configure that for my policy and for my company and that sort of thing. Yeah, like it's right. just that it's that you know different mindset, right? Yeah, it is for me. I I love that it minimizes my context switching. So I don't have yes. to do the swivel chair from yes. this application to this application. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just more focused. Last week I took a much needed vacation, probably bad timing, but I took it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and I came back a couple right days. Yeah. I came yeah. back, <laughs> you know, three before. days before Ignite and I was able to jump right in because I didn't have to search Outlook for, okay, who's on this team and on this project and, and sort through this conversation. I'd actually just jumped right into the channel. I saw the decisions that were made and I could jump re-engage really quickly right back into the conversation. The, the organizing factor of channels, of having of having the OneNote, of having the SharePoint site, of having the, the group to manage permissions, all of those pieces, you know, from an end user perspective, it really, it, it, to me, it really is this, this amazing front end to all these you know, these great Office 365 services yeah. that, that kind of bundles it all together and makes it appropriate for, for particular projects or mm -hmm. groups or, and, and, and so it's, it's super easy to find stuff instead of having to like, Oh, wait, right. what SharePoint site was that in? Right. Oh, can I go and, you know, dig that up? Like if somebody needs you to see something in teams, they app mention you and it's right there in your notifications yeah. and you can just go right to it. I can see all the files. I can see the meetings. I can see the notes. And that's, I, I really love how, Teams is almost a celebration of all the great things of Office 365 That's a great brought into one, yeah. brought into one client, right? Like yeah. it's just yeah. it's so cool. It's so smart. So OneNote, SharePoint, right, 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 right. business, everything. Now we're drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> we're obviously in love with Teams, but um, I, I still have a passion for Skype for Business. And uh, we actually, Jamie and I both have been on Skype for Business since it was called Office Communication Server. Uh, we saw a link, we saw Skype for Business, and now we're seeing Teams. And so one of the questions that always comes up is, like, is Skype for Business going away? From an online perspective, eventually the client in online will go away. The infrastructure is clearly going to be in the cloud. Um, but I really want to emphasize the last and final point that we left Ignite with is that we are making a commitment to Skype for Business Server and the vNext server. And that is not going away. And we plan to ship a next version of the server because not everyone is ready or has right. reasons to move to the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's tons of customers that are out there that... Um, have Skype for Business Server today, or have Link Server of the previous version. Um, I, I've met a lot of customers that are that are really taking their server deployment um, now, and they're and they're starting to really move that into scale. And they're starting to think not just about hey, how do I do IM and and presence and meetings, but I'm replacing all of my voice sockets now with Skype for Business Server. And and I'm starting to think not just about users, but how am I dealing with my contact centers? How am I doing with my analog? And how am I yeah. doing with... And all those pieces are going to be coming to teams in the new architecture, but there's no, there's no, you know, impending event for a customer to be like, oh, you know, how do we, right. how do we, you know, move all this stuff immediately? Like, that's not the case at all. There's tremendous... Um, there, there's tremendous cases where customers are going to want to stay 
on the server, kind of have that, have that operating field, you know, good about that trusted platform. And when they're ready to move to the cloud, when we've engineered the blockers that may be keeping them on premises, we engineer those out of the cloud. Um, then, then they'll have the opportunity to move up into Office 365, right? But yeah. there's no like, there's, there's no date there. And, and right. having the new server and announcing that, I think was, was just, was awesome. That was the right, the right thing. And there was a whole session on that. Yes, too, right? there was. That, yeah. From the consulting side, um, not that there was any rumors. This was a very big surprise to everybody when it was announced about Teams and Skype for Business. But um, it, the, 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 uh, the, the commitment that has been reiterated over and over again to the server, to the on-premises application, is a, a strong and, and, and needed message, and it's one that really helps when it comes to talking with your customers and your clients, putting these projects together, you know, in cases there might be stuff that is kind of slowed down or just kind of waited to see what the news is going to be. And having this message over and over again, having an entire session that Daniel Strader did yesterday on VNext and what that looks like, um, really good news. It's great to see the commitment there. Like you said, it's time to start getting used to Teams. Yeah. It's time to bake Teams into your, not UC, IC strategy. Um, you know, but it is, it's it, at the same time, you don't have to worry about any impending doom date. Server V next is still about a year, a year of the way in development. And, and so we're there, you don't have to worry about being forced out of your on-prem environment at all. Yeah. And, and for folks that are, that are not here at Ignite, um, you know, you may not be aware, but all of the content at Ignite gets posted up online yes. um, publicly. And so you get you get the recordings, you get the presentation material that you can download. Generally, that's a you know, 24, 48 hour time right. period yeah. after the session. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dan's session is available online today. You yeah. know, for folks that are for folks that are not here at Ignite that weren't able to, to highly recommend that session. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, if you missed the session, we are live uh, blogging each session. So uh, within a few minutes after each session, we're post a blog on uh, the topic that was discussed. So if you go to the Microsoft communities and you click on the Skype for Business or Microsoft Teams uh, community, you'll be able to read the blog on each of the sessions and get the the highlights. So you can consume it in any way that you like it. If you want it in video. If you want it in audio, if you want it in in written form, you know we're ma making sure that's available. If you want what? it in mad tweeting form as well, that's <laughs> exactly. All there. Yeah. Once again, a mad shout out to our MVPs who are doing right, that right. heavy lifting, who are there in the sessions taking notes, publishing that stuff in in your real time. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. All the all the all the work that they've done here, supporting us at the um, at Ignite. Like we just we we couldn't do it without them. So yeah. you know we can't you know, to you and to the rest of the community. Really appreciate that. Yeah. I also want to talk about, okay, so if you're in either camp, if you want to stay on-prem or if you want to move to the cloud and start evaluating um, Microsoft Teams, there's a couple of resources that we've made available to you. Um, if you're thinking about moving to this new paradigm, there is a website called Success with Teams. And Success with Teams has a bunch of deployment guidance and information uh, and tools and resources to really help you accelerate adoption. I think that's one of the key things that we've learned over the course of Unified Communication when you're going through these cultures and paradigm shifts, the biggest change that you're going to have to overcome is getting your end users aware of this change and then also um, smart 
and intelligent about how to leverage it to use these tools. Uh, I think Teams is pretty uh, intuitive and it's uh, easy for folks to adopt, but definitely, you know, checking out success with Teams can help you accelerate that uh, adoption. Um, also, the other tool that I want to talk about is FastTrack. So FastTrack is our onboarding service. If you're an Office 365 customer and you're thinking about going towards the cloud, uh, the FastTrack services can help you accelerate that adoption. They're Microsoft engineers that know additional costs with you that will sit with you on the phone and kind of walk you through uh, all the things that are going to nest that you're going to need to get online. So think about network hygiene, thinking ab about uh, which client to adopt and what path strategy you're going to use. Uh, if you're thinking about enterprise voice or a phone system formerly called Cloud PBX, those are some of the really cool applications that you can use. I just kind of dropped a little nugget in there, so maybe <laughs> I should <hilarious>. clear. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm still catching myself on the on the naming. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, the Our Illustrious Marketing Organization yes. has, uh, has, has, has changed the names of some of the services. Quite a few services, yeah. <laughs> And that are in Office 365. So um, what I knew when I was spent some time in the marketing organization is Cloud PBX is now called Phone System. That's correct. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. What um, I knew as PSTN Calling, Public Switch Telephony Network Calling, is now called uh, Calling Plans. Calling Plans. Excellent. Yeah. And we also PSTN made PSTN Conferencing is audio conferencing now. Yes. Right. Uh, right. I, I dropped a blog today on um, audio conferencing. Uh, audio conferencing is formerly called PSTN Conferencing. It's now called audio conferencing. And then uh, PSTN Consumption Billing. So that is the mechanism mm -hmm. for you to do uh, have overage charges or uh, toll-free uh, deducted from a pool is now called communications credit. So those are four oh, names. That one I didn't know. I did not yeah. Do that yeah. Okay. <laughs> Check out this blog. So yeah, and I mean, we really made those changes just to make them simpler and easier to understand for both business and administrators. So you know, PBX is kind of the thing of the past. Because uh, <laughs> we're moving into intelligent communications. Right. That was another yes. kind of big statement that we made here at Ignite. You know, talking about how you know we're we're we've had this world of unified communications now with Teams and with the services that we have available and the capabilities that we can bring into Teams, we can we can really evolve this into almost a whole other generation of technology. Yes, yeah. exactly. a more intelligent way of doing communication. Right. right. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yes, no. Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to have to look up you know Google PSTN or PBX to figure out what it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for you millennials out there. <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> all right. So now I really want to talk about this uh, integrated um, environment and how do we think about um, interoperability. Okay. And so yeah. if you're in both modes, right, you have some users in the cloud, uh, some users on Skype for business, some users for Teams, is chat and meetings, how is all that going to work yeah, out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there's there's definitely um, work that we've done to engineer that interoperability between the Skype for Business kind of, you know, signaling and media stack and the, and the team signaling and media stack. They are different in a lot of ways. Um, and so, you know, you'll find that um, with with respect to teams, like it will it will have a different look. It will have a different you know kind of network quality, um, and and we think that's a pretty significant improvement. 
Um, it actually is built off of what we call our next generation core or NGC. Um, and that next generation core is the same fundamental core that operates the Skype consumer platform as well. Um, you know, fundamentally, we were we were at a time thinking, oh, you know, does it make sense to to kind of engineer this into Skype for Business Online? And, and you know, our strategy ended up being, no, we really want to, you know, kind of bring that's all this capability into the team's client um, and really and really expose all the all the richness that we have in Skype for Business into that client. But there's always going to be cases where as as customers migrate or you know maybe for you know longer period of time where you're going to have some users on Skype and some users on Teams. Um, so we've got a we've got you know signaling and media gateways established to be able to to manage that connectivity, right? Yeah. Um, so if, so if I'm on if I'm on Skype for Business and and you're on Teams and I can call you and that and that call just works. Now now not all of the features of Skype for Business are available in Teams and vice versa, right? So um, so the calling and the media stuff works, um, and that's kind of the, the that core set of yeah. capabilities, right? I like the way. You Go ahead. I was going to say one of the areas that I heard a lot of questions in on the sessions when it came to back and forth with teams and Skype for business was meetings, you know, and, and joining meetings. And well, okay, I'm, I'm using a, a teams client or a Skype for business, you know, outlook and I'm, I'm creating this meeting and it's got the invite to teams, but I'm in Skype for business. How is that going to work? And, and the, you know, it was highlighted that there is a wonderful web client out right. there available for teams. And so if you're in Skype for business and you're not touching teams yet, that's fine. Click that link. Your browser will pop up. That's right. And you'll be and, joining. And we've talked about web clients uh, yes. for a long time. Now yes. we should we should kind of get into this a little bit because it is significantly different in the experience in Teams. Like there's not a plugin. It's all WebRTC yes. based. You get full media. You don't have to have admin rights. Like like it is literally just I click into it and there I am there in the meeting. Yeah, it's right. That simple. It's very slick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, fundamentally, the way that we engineer Teams. Um, allows us to have features and capabilities across desktop, across web, and across mobile. And so we can iterate across all of those platforms very, very fast. Right. Whereas in the past, there were literally completely separate teams, completely separate architectures, completely separate sets of work, which is why you know there are, there are always cases in Skype for Business of, well... Yeah, that 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 thing works in the phone, but it doesn't work in the rich client, and I've it never kind heard of is different. Right? <laughs> and so we we end up with these you know three dimensional cubes of feature guides, right? Of yeah. like what feature and what client and what server and online and all that's going to go away. Yeah. We see that, that right? blew me out the day. Uh, it just it blew my mind on day one out the door when Teams went to GA. How. There was a desktop client, everywhere. there was a web client, yep. and there was a mobile client right out the gate. And I just, I was like, wow, this is, this is a very big departure from the normal way that we have seen clients roll out. Exactly. And it was huge. Yeah. Uh, that was a big deal. It's one of the things that, you know, from an engineering perspective, has us really excited of, of yeah. being able to, um, you know, qu kind of quickly pilot and deliver new capabilities across all those platforms, you know, powered by this cloud. Um, in, an, in an architecture that allows us to iterate really fast and, and, yeah. and bring stuff to market. So, um, you know, even even now, you know, audio conferencing is in preview with Teams. Like that came in really quickly. Yes. Um, and and you're just you're going to see. You know, we're not talking about dates and roadmaps and, and things here at Ignite, but you're going to see. You know, all of the now phone system features and calling plan features and other you know kind of things that you would 
um, expect you you expect in Skype for Business online, Skype for Business server, those are going to be brought into Teams. And in many cases, we're just engineering those exact same services. Like yeah. it's just a matter of plugging in those services at a at a backend cloud layer to be able to have you know auto attendant and call queues and all those kind of capabilities operating right. within Teams. It's right. part of the reason why I have to go out every two weeks and talk on this show <laughs> is because of this modern architecture. And you guys are so rapidly putting out stuff that, you know, I just kind of have to keep going, doing right. the drumbeat. Oh, yeah, and no, there's, there, there's so much here. Yeah. There's just so much coming. And now that we're on this modern infrastructure, you know, the features and the functionality drop literally every month. There's something new. It's right. a needed pulse. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's great that you can innovate and, and advance that, engineer that fast. But, yeah, sometimes it can leave your head spinning when you're when you're you know implementing the solution and you're yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know this has been out for two weeks. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. As we were preparing for this, Jamie made a really good point. Now, so if you're uh -oh. thinking about, <laughs> he doesn't make them often, but <laughs> when he does, I listen. <laughs> she said it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> about okay, I, I'm on um, uh, Skype for business meetings. Should when should I move? And you really made a really good point about doing your, the fundamentals first. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when it when I think about the fundamentals of of, of media between you know Skype for Business and Teams, like yes, this is a new media stack. Yes, this is a um, this is an optimization of our architecture. But those fundamentals really don't change with respect to um, how do I how do I need to think about my my core infrastructure, my connection out to out to Office 365 and connection out to the network. So you know, for for every project, they need to start with a question of you know what does my network look like? What is that egress out to the internet? What is my wireless and 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 what are the you know the proxies that I've got in the way and what are the application delivery controllers and how is all that how's all that going to work so um, having that network assessment really is kind of a key part and I know that's that's part and parcel of of the methodology that you right. follow with respect to delivery right it definitely is a starting point before you go down a road right. you need to evaluate the networking component I mean, when we're talking about all that voice and video and all these this this rich media going over. That mm -hmm. data pipe. Yep. That's where you start. Yep. You, know, you need to make sure. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Right. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to move forward and kind of get down the road with teams and then realize like, oh, our you know ten year old access points. Oh, we're <laughs> we're gonna have to go and you know now budget for that. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a bad place to be, right? It's it's right. good to have that all that knowledge up front so that way so that way you know and you can be planful about it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I think to build on that, you know, in terms of kind of the you know the question you asked where to start and when, when to start moving and all that, I think that it's going to be very important with the ability to rapidly engineer and release new features, all that. And there's a lot that we've seen on the roadmap. There's a lot coming up and it's exciting and cool, but without the discussion on exact dates and all that, it's going to be important to keep a, an eye on your show, you know, this show and keep an eye, get a good pulse for little bits of product roadmap things that appear out on social media and on Microsoft sites, pay attention to what's landing in teams when, and that will help guide that transition a little better as well. I've had a few conversations with customers around this point where they're saying, you know, look, here, here's where I am in my Skype deployment, you know, kind of life cycle. We love Teams. We know we're going to get to Teams. And it's really a question of how Microsoft is going to be rolling out additional services into Teams, yeah. that that's how we're going to gauge you know, where we, where we you know, start to plan that transition. Right. And, and that could be you know, in, in within a year, that could be in two years, and it's going to depend upon when Microsoft is bringing these, these capabilities into market. And yeah. so I think the most important thing that, that for everyone to know is that we're not going to keep that roadmap hidden. Right. That roadmap is going to be out on the public Office 365 yes. roadmap 
starting in October. We're going to start publishing that information about teams. Um, we, you know, we want to, you know, have this show and this set of conversations focused around this news, yes. which right. we think is significant enough. <laughs> it is. Indeed. <laughs> and then, and then get everybody thinking about, okay, you know, what do my plans look like and where am I at in my, in my roadmap? So, you know, everyone needs to hold us accountable. Like yeah. this is an important deliverable for, for marketing and for engineering that we're, that we're delivering on, on, on informing this roadmap so that way customers can make the right decisions. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of things to think about and, um, when you're thinking about your network, that's sort of the baseline, fundamental thing that you should be thinking about. But then as you're thinking about my end users and the capabilities that my end users need, I think that's a great pivot to think about. Are most of my end users in the office using conference rooms, using IP phones? Well, then maybe Skype for Business is the right place for you to continue to be until the roadmap is unveiled in terms of when those capabilities. If you have a globally distributed workforce or a workforce that mostly works remotely, um, they don't depend on physical hardware in the office or attached to their desk, then maybe Teams is a, a, is a great resource for them to start on because now they're, they're completely in the cloud, it automatically works, and they don't have to really worry about the interoperability with the devices. And it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be either or, right? Yeah. That, that you, can, yeah. you can start using Teams today, even if you have Skype for Business Server, even if you have Skype for Business Online, you can start using Teams today, start seeing value out of Teams, and then, and then decide, like, if it's really confusing for folks, you can turn off some of that capability in Teams. Right. You can you can turn Teams into a a kind of chat and persistent messaging client, or you can keep that capability on, and folks can use both. Right. right. Um, you know, so there, there's there's a lot of optionality there for customers. Yeah. Um, one of the things that my team is doing is um, is putting out the the kind of administrative controls and the ability to policy this across not just the entire tenant but segments of your tenant um, so that way that way you can control this experience a little bit more um, a little more fine you know, with a fine tooth uh, or the fine you know fine uh, control there yeah. and um, and there's just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of optionality that customers have in thinking about um, the rollout here and yeah. thinking about the usage because we've been doing Skype for Business and Teams now for for over a year yeah. right at Microsoft yeah um, and you know using it for different you know for different projects and different capabilities and um, you know like I I of course still have Skype for Business and I use it a lot for the federated capabilities because Teams doesn't have that federated facility right. yet Not right. Yet. Options is, is, is key. It's been a key part of this whole discussion, you know, from Monday on through having options, presenting customers with options, letting them know they're not being pushed in one direction or the other. Yeah. If you want to start using Teams for just managing projects in Planner, or it'll start getting you familiar with yep. the right. interface and right. with, with the tool and you'll start to discover the other things that it can do. And before you know it, you're going to want to be doing more in it. But uh, yeah, you're not choice options is a yeah. big theme here. And yeah. and and on the one hand, I can imagine you know customers thinking, oh, this is great. I've got all this optionality. I, on the other hand, I've got I'm imagining some customers thinking, oh, you know, how am I going to parse my way through this? Is is that something that that you and your colleagues and and other consultants out there could potentially assist with? I I believe that is something <laughs> that we could give a hand to. Yes, it's, it's our job to stay on top of yeah. these things as they roll Absolutely. out to watch that roadmap to keep a good pulse with you guys and. And then to guide as the questions come in, you know, what, yes, this is the new technology, and yes, this is the different things it can do, and, and here are the various paths that you may take depending on your needs. Yeah. So.
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Good I point. Think not all path is perfect, and we know we're, we're we're acknowledging that. But I think as a whole, as a collective, Microsoft 365 really provides sort of that end-to-end -end solutions that you need across all our different, whether it be on-prem or through the crowd. I think we, you can come to Microsoft as a one-stop shop for your communications and collaborations needs. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, that's what we're building. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, this feels like a nice, good transition to start talking about management tools. Really? <laughs> it's a very natural transition to management tools. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> so tell us about managability. <laughs> well, Jimmy used to be on my team, but he left to go into sweeter pastures. No, <laughs> no. Come on now. Greener pastures. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing and some of the capabilities that you unveiled here. Yeah. Tonight. So I mentioned it a little bit earlier. So one of the things I'm working on in the engineering organization organization is um, we are building out a new administrative portal um, in Office 365 for both Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business. One portal. One portal. I know. Right. And so, yeah, no, it's fantastic. And so um, we had a whole session on this yesterday. You can find it online, of course. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, obviously, you know, we, we were thinking about this redesign and then, and then the work with Teams um, started up and it was very natural for us to make the decision, hey, let's Let's have, instead of having an, you know, another adjunct thing, let's bring this all together because a lot of the, the manageability concepts are very, very similar across Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams. So it makes sense to have that. And at the same time, we made the decision, let's also pull in the functionality of CQD, the call quality dashboard. Yes. Let's also bring in the functionality of the call analytics capability, yes. which is in a, which is in now a broad public preview. Another um, great session, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. For my colleagues. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I'm so happy to hear it. Our, ours were scheduled at the exact same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't go to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's not just that it that it provides it um, all in a single place, but now we can be really thoughtful about scenarios that, that span across all these different products, right? Yeah. So instead of just looking at a user and seeing a user's configuration, I can look at a user and I can see that, plus I can see their last meetings, plus I can see their aggregate call quality. I can bring all of that data together and then, and then as an admin, I can use that as paths into all the different areas of the system. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's just, it, it's so so exciting to be able to yeah. to be a part of, of of bringing this to life, um, and so yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of capability in the link, uh, legacy link, now Skype for Business admin portal. Um, so everything from, you know, we, sh we showed off some stuff around number porting. We showed off some stuff about um, acquiring acquiring new phone numbers, um, policy management. So there's just, there's a tremendous amount there. Dial plans as well. Dial plans. <laughs> dial plans. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a UI to do dial plans. It's very exciting. Um, <clears throat> so we're bringing we're bringing all of that um, existing capability plus all the new capability from Teams and, and all the other tools and bringing it all together in one thing. So it's I just it's amazing. Yeah, I'm I know just it's gonna you know huge dial plans normalization rules <laughs> managing that in the GUI and not in PowerShell. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. That's been painful on a couple times, but it's um, so that's really great to hear. In terms of bringing them both under one roof, I think one of the important messages with that is is going back to kind of a, a fear of transition or I don't understand the transition process or do I have to change up my numbers or the things I've already built out in this portal? Am I losing that and having to start all over again? 
And the answer is no. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, because these fundamental backend services for dial-in conferencing, for, for the phone system services and so forth, and those are all the same. They're oh, all the same. Yeah, those are yeah. all the same fundamental services. Those are already running in Azure. Those are already up and up and running. It's just a matter of wiring those up to the to the Microsoft Teams backend. Have the and, same phone number from one client to the other. Yep, and, yep, yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah, no, I mean, we're I, that is an exciting thing that we're being really thoughtful about that yeah. admin experience, and I'm particularly passionate about it. So, <laughs> no, it's um, it, it's been really fun. Yeah, you mentioned the number porting, seeing the, a portal for that, a wizard for it. I was like, that is cool. Number That's porting, yeah. <laughs> as you're as you're aware, it's an incredibly sophisticated set of interactions. Yes, it is. There's a lot of stuff to yeah. validate. There's a lot of stuff that we need to do. Um, and so doing it in a wizard and, and having it set up the way it does, the way it is is um, yeah no we're we we've been blessed to be able to work with some great designers yeah. and some great engineers on the dev side um, to be able to be really thoughtful about all of these areas and so no it's it's fun it's fun to be able to to be able to participate and build well, some good. stuff out yeah well you can <laughs> check out Jamie's sessions which was yesterday I think it'll be online within 24 to 48 hours to sometime probably now or you can go to our community uh, site and uh, read the blog and the recap by one of our MVPs. Uh, so Josh, you have been using Teams in your organization. So I'd love to kind of talk about and share with the audience how you've been using Teams, not as a consultant, but just as a customer, as a consumer of the product. Right. So a little bit of, you know, to paint the picture of how we would use it, the, the company is, is a consulting firm. And so we actually have a lot of projects, you know, coming in. And so the Microsoft operations team, which is where I'm at, is is the team that is really naturally dived right straight into teams, right? <laughs> and so the areas that we're using it is, you know, we, we will create a new team for each new customer we bring in, each new project. And then if we have multiple engagements or projects with that team, we're creating new channels underneath that team to manage each one. And so we have really leveraged Planner as an added uh, connector oh, tab it's a third party tool. Yes. Yeah. In, into yeah. into each team in order to um, capture our tasks as we're managing our projects. <coughs> yeah. um, we are more and more using uh, the files there for for sharing files and trading files, and um, we we love being able to at mention each other for getting each other's tension and draw. That's one of the issues with it, right? Is you there's some of us that are we love it and we're diving straight into it, but it's it's a culture change. It's a new thing to get used to. Yeah, totally. And sometimes when you get really busy, as we are, you forget to change gears from Skype for Business and jump over into Teams and try to change the processes. But when you get that email notification or a little pop up that says someone yep. at mentioned you, right. it draws you into the app and right. you remember to start. So we're using that quite a bit. Um, one of the things that we're very excited to start. Uh, utilizing with it is guest access, um, and with that having just been recently announced, we we you know we do a lot of inner working with these with these teams, but it would be so much more natural to just bring the clients more, especially sharing documents, yeah. you know, or things of that nature. So bringing them in as guests is going to be a big deal. Looking forward to the future with Federation eventually, you know, will be a, a cool thing. But um, the other area where we're starting to change gears, and I've kind of tried to push this myself just because. It's geeky, and I, I like to do it, but I'm like... Because you're the cowboy. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it, uh, team, you know, having our actual team meetings, our internal team meetings, where prior to PSTN conferencing being in public preview, um, you know, before we could dial in that way, we had internal team meetings, and it was all just Skype for business, no PSTN connectivity, and I said, hey, for these at least, let's kind of try to change gears in our weekly meetings. Let's let's start having some of these meetings in teams and try it out. And, yeah. 
try to change some habits. Yeah. You know, there's, and, a, and, uh, there's this tiny little feature in Teams that I absolutely love when it comes to meetings. And it's when a meeting starts up, you actually get a notification of that meeting starting, of the first person joining into the meeting. Yeah. So I join a daily standup from a, with an engineering team that that's offsite. And, um, and, and so there, there are times that, you know, it's busy, you know, where they are right. and, and they may not, you know, join into the team meeting, you know, until like five or 10 minutes after the hour. But I always get that notification when somebody is joined in. So I know, Oh, great. The standup is starting because yeah. the standup doesn't always start at exactly 10 AM, no. right? The yeah. standup may start at 10 Oh four. It may start at 10 Oh eight. And so I get that notification and it's, it's just the smallest little thing, but it's so cool that we can do that, that it's just, it, it's being more thoughtful about the entire meeting life cycle, yeah. right? And which is something that we were talking about a little bit more in the yeah. keynote. And, yeah. yeah, right. I, I mean, one, one other feature that's been just a key, and it's really important to operations for us: memes. We, we use memes. <laughs> <laughs> we, memes all over the place in our teams. Uh, in our teams, so, we have yeah. a new team member who is fantastic with gifs, and and I and I, I was literally like, okay, I. <laughs> I, I, I am I am so incompetent in this. I have to I have to go and learn. Like yeah. like where are you finding these? How are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're amazing the way of communicating <laughs> no, without just, having to communicate. Yeah, I, love it. I mean it just it, it's it, it breaks up the monotony. Honestly, you know your day to day grind. You you open the app up and you have a smile. It's something to, to laugh about. This there, is this so. it's very much kind of just part and parcel of the personality of the organization, the personality yes. of the team. You can reflect that. Bringing um, some humanity into it. I like it. Or yeah. as an admin, you can shut that stuff down. The one yes. thing I'd love to talk about is uh, your transitioning and thinking about because you guys both use Skype for Business on prem mm -hmm. and you're and you're using Teams. What's gonna be that tipping point to get you all the way over to Teams? Um, I, I, I would have to say we'll we'll need to see a lot you know a lot of the PSTN calling features really the, the the fuller extent of the roadmaps, the stuff we've seen demoed, you know, once once that fully hits, yeah. and 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 probably realistically after it's had a few months to make sure all is well once once it gets out there, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, but but it's it, that's probably when we would look to be making our transition, um, at least in some areas, you know, with with team members or pilot groups in, in terms of using calling, but. Calling is one of the big one of the big deals, and that's that's one of the things that you know keeps a lot of organizations on prem is just either requirements along those lines or um, or, or just an un, being unsure about moving calling to the cloud. Right. And, uh, we've obviously already played with and toyed with Skype for Business Online uh, phone system now, and, and and you know had good experiences there. So you know we expect by the time it's is GA and mainstream with PSDN calling being in the Teams client. We'll be about ready I guarantee point. you that PSTN connectivity and capability will come to the team's client a lot faster than it came to Skype for Business Online. <laughs> okay. That, from, cool. the, the, from the release of you know Link Online and Skype for Business Online to the availability of PSTN, that time period is going to be a lot different when it comes yeah. to bringing yeah. that up with Teams, right? Because all that fundamental infrastructure right. is there. Yeah. Now, we, we also, as far as the thing that's going to really be instrumental in bringing us there is we do a lot of federated work with our clients. Yeah. Um, and so and guest access is great for different use cases, but that true federation yeah. is when we're really, you know, we'll know, okay, this we can do a lot of what we do now and the same way we do it 
with our clients yeah. and that will yep. really draw us more. Into yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the key thing that I want to call out with yours is the benefit is that it's, it, you know, we made a commitment. We're going to close the gaps between Skype for business and teams so that it's coming. Yes. And that it, and if you're not ready for teams because of the gaps that we have, mm-hmm. we've made a commitment to the server. The server exists, the existing yes. Skype for business online client exists and the service exists. So, you know, continuing along as planned and, and when you're ready is definitely going to be uh, a key message for us and and the next version of the server per the sessions we've seen and everything you know it's still we're still pretty early from when that delivery date is is coming but it's going to be a lot it's going to be a platform and a server application that is built towards the cloud working towards teams working with teams and so these situations where you're starting to branch out into it a bit more and you're exercising some of those options that you're being given that next version of server is going to be a friendly place for you to be. We have so. lots of spindles that are up <laughs> yes. in that are up in Azure, that are up in Office 365 that we can leverage for lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we absolutely are looking forward to taking taking lots of good data from customers and putting it in a safe place, not having yeah. to worry about spinning those spindles. Right. On yeah. prem. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we're out of time. I want to thank you, Jamie, for coming back to the show. Well, thank you for having me, finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Josh, for oh, uh, yes. being our first time first time on the show. Thank we really you so appreciate much. it. Are you going to come back? Are you going to do this again? If I get an invite, oh, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. to sp- talk really more specifically about teams and going deeper and talking about the intelligent capabilities uh, in uh, Microsoft Teams. Nice. So if you want to join us, we'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. And then if you... Uh, Is that if 11 a.m. Pacific? <laughs> 11 a.m. Eastern <laughs> yeah, Time. Ah, we'll we be streaming live for those of you online, you can certainly turn back in at aka.ms slash teams on air. And then uh, finally, if you want to tune into the show, you can watch us bi-weekly and our next uh, live episode will be uh, October 13th. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you coming out. It's been fun. All right.